Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com Thanks for joining us here on Napa Broadcasting. I'm Jeff Sheckman. It seems that we spend all of our local political time talking about land use, wineries, the definition of ag, watersheds, and wine marketing. All county issues. But there are many issues that the cities face. And they, of course, come into bold relief with elections for city council. I think it says something about the state of the city that our mayor is running unopposed and that only one challenger has emerged to the two council incumbents seeking to return to the council. I think it says some good things about city management and progress, but certainly with progress and success come some new problems and new issues. And we're going to talk about them today in the context of our discussions with candidates for Napa City Council. And it is my pleasure to be joined right now by Napa's Vice Mayor and Member of the City Council, Mary Loros. Mary, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Uh, This is your first time running for office, your first election. To what extent has it been the same or or different than you thought it might be? I mean, you were appointed. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, how has the process of running for office been? Interesting. So I I have a degree, a background in politics, and I used to love elections and voting behavior, and it was always really interesting to watch elections. Um, It is completely different being on the other side. It's it's been kind of a a whirlwind, um, challenging in many ways, and also really rewarding. And it's been a great opportunity, I think, to get to know what some of the issues are that people are really concerned about, especially walking in districts. I get to hear from people and really find out what people are upset about. So it's been it's been good. And is what you're hearing as you go door to door and, and, and engage in that process, is it different than what you think that it might be? Is it pretty much consistent with what you hear from the people that come to council meetings and maybe might talk during public comment and, and the issues that come up? Are, are there different things that you're hearing out there? The majority, I would say, it's completely different. Um, what I I find that when I'm working on issues with the city, I'm so focused on the the bigger picture issues, affordability, housing, stuff like that. And when I go walking door to door, I hear from people that everything's great, or people speed by my house a lot, or my sidewalk needs to be fixed, and that's kind of it. Um, you know, some people touch on affordability, but it's it's not talked about as the big picture, you know, the bigger issue that I I know it to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, to some extent, the degree to which they're not talking about the bigger issues means that they're, I I, I assume it means they're reasonably satisfied with the way things are going, except for maybe the sidewalk in front of their house or the tree that, you know, is pushing up the sidewalk or what have you. Yeah, I find that that people are generally really happy with the direction that we're headed and what's going on in the city. I think people see some excitement downtown and they are cautiously optimistic about, you know, the next few years and what's going to happen with the Archer coming in and Napa Pipe and all of the big things we have coming. Talk a little bit about your views of, of kind of the bifurcation of the city, the what's transpired in downtown with a lot of tourism-related business, the hotels, you know, Andaz, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, having been redone after the earthquake and the Archer coming in, and certainly more restaurants and the new mall that will be coming in down there the way downtown is versus what's happening out in the neighborhoods and the other shopping areas, what's happened in Bel Air, what hopefully will continue to happen at River Park, etc. I think that's mainly attributable to the downtown specific plan. Um, That has really been the catalyst for 
for our vision for the downtown area and really ensuring that vibrant and healthy community downtown. Um, our economic success in the downtown core area is really evident. Um, I think we haven't spent quite as much time on some of those other areas that you mentioned, like Bel Air. Um, I think when we do the general plan in a few years, I think that will kind of switch our focus a little bit to those other areas. Um, but it's been really interesting to see, and, and it's been interesting to see how people feel that we're balancing the needs of of the tourism um, economy with those of, with uh, people who live here mm-hmm. um, and how we're we're managing that and some people would say that we're skewed more one way than the other but I think we really struggle to balance that as, as best as we can mm-hmm. as the city undertakes the update of the general plan what do you think are going to be the central issues around that I think the first issue is going to be who's going to be involved with it. Um, I, I'm really concerned that we have a fair representation of, of that committee um, that represents all different areas of Napa with all different views. So that's going to be the first issue is putting together who gets to be a part of that. Um, I think traffic has got to be a big part of it and how we deal with our, our road system and, and our zoning and how we sort of lay out our community and what our plan, what our big picture plan is. Um, that's going to be the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit bit about traffic and how you see it do you think that there is a lot of traffic in napa do you think that it's really just a problem of you know 8 a.m in the morning when people are going to school and two to four in the afternoon certainly people argue that you know when summers comes comes along and kids aren't going to school traffic is significantly less that there's a real impact from that that's true and it's also true that our traffic pales in comparison to other places Uh. in the bay area but having said that, that doesn't make it less of a problem for us. It still means that we have to do something about it. Um, I've been stuck in American Canyon. I can't tell you how many times, um, and it's really frustrating, and it's something that we are working on. I'm the vice chair of the Napa Valley Transportation Authority, and I get to see firsthand how we work with Caltrans on some of these bigger projects and the slowness, you know, just the <laughs> how long it takes to get through everything um, is really frustrating. Talk a little bit about that, because what, what I think a lot of people don't grasp is that this is not something that the city of Napa can solve or that the city of the American Canyon can solve on its own, that these are regional issues and have to be solved in, in a collaborative way. Absolutely. And a good example of that is the Highway 37 issues that we see in Napa. I mean, that's not something that's within my jurisdiction that I get to fix, but it absolutely um, impacts our traffic in our in our neighborhoods. Um, we have to work together as a region to, to solve these issues, and we have to work together. Um, cities have to work together to do this. So we're, we're really watching the American Canyon City Council race to see how that um, ends up to see who, you know, what the vision is for American Canyon and what their plans are. Um, we're watching what the county does and how their leadership changes um, in this election and see what their priorities are. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the next few years. Talk a little bit about how you see what seems like it will be the development of Napa Pipe. The, the degree to which Napa Pipe and the development of it will play a role in, in recasting some decisions with respect to the general plan update. Yeah, it's frustrating. You know, people people are constantly saying we need more housing, we need more housing, and the government, all we can do is approve and entitle. We can't make people, we can't force people to build. And Napa Pipe is a perfect example of that. That took years and years and years to get where it is. And there's just nothing happening. And we can't make it happen. Um, I think once Napa Pipe is built, and we're going to plan for it to be built and assume that it will be built, um, once it's built, it will really impact, um, especially traffic in that area, but also, you know, our resources. We, when we 
plan what our services are, our fire departments, our police departments, things like that, we have to kind of rub our magic ball and figure out where the units are going to be, where the housing is going to be. And that's a huge number of housing to have in an area right now that has nothing. Um, so we have to try and plan for that and assume that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. To w- it's interesting that it's taken so long to happen. It will continue to seemingly to take quite a while to happen. And you could make the argument that, gee, it creates a great opportunity to deal with some of these transportation fixes along the way, but they probably aren't going to come along until after it's built. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Actually, one of my um, my growing concerns in, in terms of traffic is the area right in front of Napa Pipe, uh, mm-hmm. where the where the um, flyover is suggested. That is a big red flag for me. I see cars backed up there all the time, and that's something that we need to address whether Napa Pipe happens or not, or regardless of when Napa Pipe happens. I guess there's talk now about a roundabout kind of structure as opposed to a flyover. Yeah, so we have some really brilliant engineers in our city, I will say, and they have come up with um, a pretty interesting idea that would be a lot cheaper, um, and I think would actually function better. But, you know, that's something we have to plan for, I think, whether Napa Pipe happens or not. Mm Talk a little bit about other areas that the city wants to look at for for its growth. I mean, even if Napa Pipe happens, there are other pieces of property, other pieces of land that the city wants to look at as as the future goes forward in terms of annexation or certainly in the city's sphere of influence. Certainly. um, You know, our emphasis right now is really infill. Um, We have a lot of properties within the city limits already that could be put to better use. And so we're really trying to focus on those lands, city lands, county lands, um, and private lands, and and really looking at what we can do to develop those. There are some other properties on the outskirts of town that we would, you know, we'd be looking at annexing in. But I think the focus has got to be infill and and using what we have the best that we can. In those infill projects, talk a little bit about the kind of housing, the kind of product that you would like to see. We'll talk about affordable housing and workforce Mm -hmm. housing in a minute. But in terms of market rate housing, what is it that ideally would, would be a good thing to happen at this point? I think we need a good mix of units. We need units for seniors who can who are on fixed income and, and need services that are close by. We need service or we need units for families, um, big families, small families, um, young working people, working um, you know workforce housing, things like that. We need a good mix of housing. Do we need more condo units? Do we need more smaller townhouse kind of units as, as Napa Pipe is, is banning? We need all of it. <laughs> We're so behind on units. We need everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely need a lot more of everything. We've, you know, entitled a lot of different projects and we're waiting to see what comes in. And and it's always kind of a guessing game to see what the economy does and to see who actually develops what they say they're going to develop. Um, But we need, we're so far behind in units. We need everything right now. Talk a little bit about affordable housing, workforce housing, and what you think the city can and should be doing to, to encourage that. So affordable housing is such a crisis right now in Napa. Over half of the renters in Napa spend more than half of their income on housing which is a terrible statistic. Um, We don't have, as I said, we don't have enough housing units to meet the demand. And as the economy continues to heat up, that problem is only going to get worse. Uh, Workers are competing for available units, pushes up the rents. um, And it's really, um, it's become a crisis. Um, The city has been doing several different things to try to come up with a more comprehensive solution for affordable housing. Um, There have been in the past a lot of different groups that have been trying to puzzle together pieces to try and solve the problem. And we're really trying to be um, 
a little more action, a little little less talk right now. So some of the things that we've done, uh, we partnered with Napa Valley Community Housing to do the the home sharing program where we're matching up um, people to rent rooms out, which is a really great program. Um, We've committed, the city has committed to $350,000, an allocation of that amount every year from our general fund into our affordable housing fund to help um, defray some of the costs of our own employees who need housing. Um, We increased our impact fees for affordable housing substantially um, to try and get some more um, revenue there. Uh, We've taken a look at our second unit ordinance and how we um, allow people to build second units to try and make it easier for people to have those units to rent them out. Um, We've also looked at streamlining our pre-construction process to make it a little bit easier. Right now I hear from a lot of developers that it's tough and it takes a long time to get through the process. So we're trying to um, get more people, get more people working on those projects so that we can make it easier for them. But, it, you know, it comes down to more units and more money. Second units, in, in some cases, to rent out as, as affordable housing. In some cases, they'll wind up on Airbnb or something. Not in the city of Napa. Well, talk a little bit about that, what the city has done in that regard and, you know, what it, what it's been able to enforce because that really yeah. is the key issue. Yeah. So we took up the vacation rental ordinance last year and it was one of the first big um, things that I got to work on. And what we decided pretty early on was that we didn't want to add any more whole house rentals. We we're not going to do any more permits for that type of housing. But we di- what we discovered is that there's a whole group of people, a very large group of, of uh, people in Napa who just want to rent a room out. And it's people who can't afford to make ends meet and they want to just be able to pay their mortgage right. and they need that little bit of supplemental income by renting out a room for you know a couple weekends. And so we developed a another type of permit specifically for those people. And we worked really hard on, on getting that together. And ultimately, you know, what we ended up with was a very expensive permit to get and uh, limited to how many we could do. So it wasn't perfect. And I think we're going to have to go back and look at it again. Um, but it was a step in the right direction. Meanwhile, we beefed up our enforcement, and that was really the crucial issue was, um, you know, having um, some teeth behind the rules. And right. so we increased um, the fees that we charge people. So if you have a code enforcement violation, it went up dramatically. Um, so if you're, you know, a repeat offender like some of these vacation rental people are, it's $1,000 a day. And after a certain point, we will just sue you and attach it to the property. Um, so we're seeing a lot of... of um, people coming around has word has word gotten out in your view that that this is going on yeah absolutely um there's still some i would say egregious behavior and um you know the the register will cover it and things like that and Mm -hmm. i can't talk about every case that we have obviously going on but we definitely are pursuing these um and the county is too i mean i've seen the county really going after people so it's uh it's interesting i think people are getting the message with respect also to affordable housing, are there pieces of property that the city has, whether it's the corporate yard or whatever, mm-hmm. that might be available at some point as, as something for affordable housing? Absolutely. I mean, we just purchased a piece of property um, over off of Sauce, on Sauskal to do affordable housing, but also the courtyard is a great example of something that we could easily you know, go in with the county, find a new courtyard, or find a new place to have our courtyard that's mm-hmm. out of the downtown area and use that property for um, affordable housing. It'd be perfect for it. It's it's near services. It's walking distance from downtown. 
um, it would be ideal. So yeah, we're looking at properties like that and really trying to have those conversations with the county to see how we can work together on some of those projects because we both have pieces of property that would work for right. that. Which brings up the issue of city-county cooperation <laughs> and, and, and what you've seen in, in your experience on the council and what, what could be better. So my experience is that it's been actually really good been pretty good you know we've had a couple of issues that have come up since I've been on the council and they've been dealt with I think very fairly Um, I have a very good working relationship with Alfredo Pedroza he and I meet regularly to talk about some of the bigger picture issues we don't I think we don't have the opportunity the city and the county to really have conversations together because of you know Brown Act issues and different Mm -hmm. things Um, I wish there was a way for us to do that more often, have joint meetings or something like that, um, because I think we we miss out on some visioning that we could be doing together. But I would I would say generally our our relationship is good. Um, You know, we we have some issues that we're still certainly working out. And I think there's a lot of history between the city and the county that, you know, came was before my time that um, people remember. And so. Well, it might it might be different if, in fact, uh, there's some new blood on the on the exactly. board of supervisors that will uh, doesn't come with that history, that baggage. Exactly. They provide some some new opportunities. Yeah, for all I'm of this. I'm very excited to have Belia on the on the board. She's a very good friend of mine, and we're already having good conversations about how the city and county can work well together. And I hope that Ryan gets on, and because he's also a good friend, and I think he would he's going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit more about the Oxbow District <clears throat> and what's going to be happening there. I'm a little concerned about some of the plans that I've been hearing from the Oxbow District. I feel like we, uh, we're getting a lot of exciting ideas coming from that area all at once. And what we don't have is a plan. We, d- we don't have a master plan for the Oxbow, right. um, Oxbow area. And I think that's going to be a step that we take in the near future. We're going to have to. Um, because right now we're getting hotel requests on top of hotel requests. And it's... We need to seriously think about how many hotels we can handle in our city, especially in that particular area, and what we want that area to look like. It's also complicated because it's hard to know. I mean, and the city can't know. We were talking about this, I mean, in a much bigger sense with respect to Napa Pipe, is the degree to which projects that you might entitle could ever will ever get built. Exactly. I mean, right now we have a great economy, so people are coming to us with these ideas, and it's great, and we forget that the economy could change very quickly, and then we might not have anybody coming to us, and it won't matter what the master plan says. Right. I mean, there was the hotel that was going to go in, was it Ritz-Carlton, mm-hmm. or if it was next to, uh, next to the Oxbow, and then 2008-2009 happened. I mean, they're still planning on putting a hotel out right. there. So It's uh, interesting. What People talk a little bit about that, because I think it's something that people don't understand. You touched on it earlier is that the city can't make some of these things happen. They can be involved mm-hmm. and entitle it and, and take care of things like design review mm-hmm. and, and a lot of uh, at size and, and zoning, but it's really up to the developers to make these things happen. Exactly. We can zone, we can entitle properties, but I can't make a grocery store open up downtown, for example, and everybody always wants to know when is Safeway opening. Um, I can't make somebody open a grocery store. I can make the opportunity for them very good. I can make it easy for them and make it inviting, as as, as inviting as possible, um, but I can't make them do it. Uh-huh. People don't seem to understand that sometimes. No, they don't. Cool. Well, you know, there's a lot about city government that people don't understand and people don't know about. It's just a lack of information that, you know, people don't know what we do. They don't know where their money goes, and we try our best to communicate that information, but... I think that's a challenge everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's a need for more local services downtown? 
you know, I think we could probably do with more diversity in our economy in general. Um, I don't want to necessarily say that we need any specific businesses. I will say that we desperately need more daycare and, and daycare facilities in, in Napa. Um, right now, it's really challenging to find those facilities. It's challenging to even get your kid into preschool, let alone find somebody to take care of your baby so that you can work. Um, so that's de- a definite need in Napa. Um, you know, grocery store in the downtown area, yes, it's needed, but... You know, again, I can't. I can't make anybody do it. Right, and it, it's not like there's a shortage of grocery stores in correct. the city of Napa. And correct, by exactly. Any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Should the city be doing more in terms of economic development for things that are outside of the wine, food, or hospitality business? Absolutely. I think it's very concerning how narrow our economy is focused on wine and tourism and hospitality. Um, A few years back, I was involved with a group that was trying to put together a business incubator. And our goal was to try and do something outside of wine and hospitality so that you know, heaven forbid, knock on wood, should something terrible happen in the wine industry, we haven't put all of our eggs in one basket. We have other, you know, another business to fall back on. Um, We've had a lot of businesses like Santin and Day Labs, for example, who have left Napa. And that's really concerning to me that we're not pulling in businesses like that. We have the quality of life. We have the space. Um, but we haven't been able to attract those kinds of businesses and keep them here. What, is, what can the city do in that regard? What does that look like? I mean, I would love to see the business incubator come back. I think that's a great idea. Um, You know, subsidize some of these startup companies so that they can come here. Um, Napa has a great quality of life, and and it's a great spot for those businesses to come. It's, you know, quick to San Francisco. It's quick to to Sacramento. We have uh, regional schools. We have UC Davis and Sonoma State close by. Um, So everything is sort of in place where we could have that, that support that's necessary for those startup businesses. Um, we just have to do something to to kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, I know we had the the economic development committee a while back, and that didn't work mm-hmm. out. I think that's something we could probably revisit and see if we can um, do it better. Does transportation play a role in that? The fact that there is so much traffic getting out of Napa that that that's part of it. That there isn't public transportation that easily accesses Napa. I don't think that that's why businesses aren't coming here. I mean, if you look at our our region in general, our traffic problems are not as bad as San Jose, San Francisco, and That's some of the sure. other. Yeah, I mean, not even we close. have to we have to get out of our bubble a little bit sometimes and see what you know what the rest of the region is dealing with. Yes, we have traffic issues, and that that may be part of the problem, but. I don't think that's what's keeping businesses from coming here. Mm-hmm. What types of businesses would you like to see? I would love to see technology businesses, anything involved with tech. Um, pharmaceutical companies, I think, have a, a good shot out here. Really anything that's a little different than wine. <laughs> it's interesting because housing costs, you know, we, we talk about the housing issue. The truth is that housing costs here, even as high as they may be, are so much less than they are in so many other parts of the Bay Area. That's true. I mean, significantly yeah. less. It's true. To San Francisco, San Jose, yeah. Marin. And we're not the only community that's faced, faced with these problems. I mean, you look at those other communities and you can't afford to live there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look at Santa Rosa. They're talking about rent control over there. Talk a little bit about how you've seen, I mean, even in the time you're here, talk, and it's a good opportunity to talk a little bit about your background, how you've seen Napa continue to change. I, so I've been here since 2008, and Napa has changed so much since that time. I came here really in the middle of a recession. It was when the recession was really starting. Um, and to see how much growth we've had has been unbelievable, just in terms of even just the downtown area. It's been tremendous. 
um, and exciting. We've had some really good stuff coming in. Of all the things that you've been involved in in the city so far and the things that you'd hope to be involved with in, in a full term, what's the most interesting to you? What areas do you gravitate to the most? I would say traffic and transit. I think that's why I, I joined the Napa Valley Transportation Authority. I think that's going to be a really interesting issue, and it's always going to be an issue. Um, housing and affordability and also the economy are also my, my big issues. Uh, the economy, just as a business owner and, and seeing how important the economy is to all of us um, and how important it is for us to maintain that vibrant, healthy economy, um, that's something I'm very inter- interested in. Napa Vice Mayor Mary Loros, I thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.